we are on our sixth week of called How It's Done and really looking at the life of Jesus, looking at the life that he taught people to live and how to get results and how to live in authority. And there is something to that. And many times uh, in religious teaching, uh, we can pick up some bad habits. How's that? And somebody said, how can you pick up bad habits when you're reading the Bible? Because sometimes what we're reading is the Bible, but then there is commentary that doesn't always jive with the Bible. And then we come up with conclusions that would kind of short-circuit things. Like this. Well, if God wants to do it, he'll just do it. And if, and if it doesn't happen... Maybe it wasn't God's will, or we just need to pray harder. Like, you know, we'll, we'll just get God's arm behind him and just twist it until he goes, all right, all right, all right, I'll do it. And that is sometimes what people think. And then when there's any small delay, sometimes people think, well, maybe God didn't want me to have this. Now, last week we talked about how some questions have to be answered in people's lives for faith to work, right? We talked about that and how people um, may be believing for something or don't know and certain things, they don't know if God wants something for them. They need to get that answered because you won't approach God confidently if you're not sure he wants something for you. Or that he's willing to do it. And so we went through different scriptures last week when people got those answers, immediately things started happening in their life. One person said, Lord, if it's your will, or the Lord said to him, do you believe I'm able? And he said, yes. The minute he said that, boom, it was done. God moved. But then... The next guy we looked at, all of a sudden he comes to the Lord and he said, I know you can do it. But he still didn't have the answer. God had not, the power of God had not worked yet. And so then what happened? He said, are you willing? Not, I know you're able. And the other guy, he, as soon as he got that answered, boom. But this guy knew that God was able, but his question was, are you willing? And then the Lord, as soon as he answered that and got rid of that question, what happened? God moved. But sometimes people don't realize that faith, you know, comes by hearing the word of God. But when faith comes, confidence comes and questions disappear. They disappear. And when the questions disappear, your confidence in God will be strong. Right? And how do you get those answered? Through the Word of God. And so today, we're going to go a step further and talk about our approach in, you know, kind of, like I said last week, picking things up again and believing. You know, maybe we didn't have certain things answered. We attempted to believe God, and then we just backed down because we weren't sure it was his will. We weren't sure if he was willing to do it. Okay, he's able to do it. Does he still do things? 
Because that's a question that's been brought up in the church. He doesn't do this anymore. And not, you know, he didn't want this anymore. You don't have authority now. Or all the people who had authority, you know, the early apostles, they died. That stuff is taught, but it's not in the Bible. And so John's gospel, the 11th chapter, we're going to kind of sort of pick up where we left off last week, but in a different uh, train of thought, you know, what if I get my answers finally to my questions? Uh, it's been so long now. John 11, notice this in the 30th verse. It says, now Jesus had not yet come into the town, uh, but was in the place where Martha met him. So Jesus is coming to this town, and uh, he's on his way with his disciples, and uh, Martha comes to meet him. 31, then the Jews who were with her in the house. So he's over here, wherever this is on the way. Martha's in the house, and it says the people were with her and comforting her when they saw that Mary rose up quickly. Now, Mary and Martha are both there. Uh, they saw Mary rise up quickly and went out and followed her, saying, She is going to the tomb to weep there. So she got a bunch of people around her comforting her because uh, she has lost her brother. Life is over, you know, so to speak. Verse 32, then when Mary came where Jesus was, so they all thought, oh, she's going to go here and weep. No, she went to go meet Jesus. She had heard from actually her sister. He was there. Notice this, then when Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Here's the thing, Jesus was friends with them. You know, Jesus was God in the flesh, but he functioned as a man, and he had some friends, believe it or not, when he was here on the earth. He, he had friends. Isn't that an odd thought? Because people get religious ideas. He had friends, and these were some of his friends, and he loved these people. And uh, we know there's other stories how he had been at their home one time, and how the Mary and Martha, uh, one was choosing to hear the word of God, the other wanted to serve but was so worried and was so caught up thinking nobody's helping and just was pretty much a mess. And Jesus rebuked her because of her wrong priorities and how she was all rattled and everything. And uh, he was going, settle down. You with me? So we have different things about this family here. And so uh, here she hears about him, and she's been familiar with his miracle ministry. And her first thing is, was not, I love you, you're great. Man, if you were here, it wouldn't, I wouldn't be in this situation. 
wow, how are you doing? Therefore, verse 33, because she told him, my brother wouldn't have died if you were here. She believed in his, his ability to a certain extent, is what you really could say. And it says, therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping, notice this. And the Jews who came with her weeping, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. You with me? And it says, and he said, where have you laid him? Verse 34, they said to him, Lord, come and see. Come and see. In other words, you can come and see where this, you know, we'll all see this together. Verse 35, which most of you may know, you know, if you're ever on a game show, this is an important verse. Okay? This is an important one. If you're playing a trivial game, this is important. Somebody said it is? Yeah, it's the shortest verse in the Bible. Jesus wept. Somebody's like, man, I have learned something today. That's not our point, though. But he did. He wept. This, this, was, this was somebody he loved. And then it says, then the Jews said, see how he loved him? And some of them uh, said, could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind also have kept this man from dying? Now, I want to look at a couple of things here that I think are important, and then we're going to read on from the 38th verse. In the 32nd verse, you see these terms. If you had been here earlier, this would not have gotten this bad. What, what do we see? We see uh, a woman who has a situation that's not good in her family, and she's thinking, and notice all her direction is just pointing at the Lord. Now, is it wrong to look to the Lord? No, not the correct way. But she's totally like, if you would have done something, if you would have been here, this would not have been like this. It, this would not have been this bad. This would not have gotten out of control. This would not be where it is. You can see here that there's a woman who has what? Lost hope. Somewhere in her mind, a line had been crossed where we're done for. And uh, so here she is, it's too late. Verse 37, it's interesting uh, that not only was she thinking it's too late, others put limitations on. Notice verse 37. It said, and some of them said, could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind also have kept this man from dying? In other words, in their opinion, hey, there was a chance if he was here uh, back in the day, a few days back, 
it would not be as bad as it is. There might have been some hope. But in their minds too, they have now crossed a line. There's no more hope. Uh, this is too bad. Uh, what are we going to do? Except for cry. Notice each one of these people or groups of people uh, were looking to the Lord and uh, they were not looking at themselves. There was no personal responsibility here. And of course, there would be no personal responsibility, right? Don't answer. <laughs> Don't answer. But they're thinking no personal responsibility. If you had been here, this would not have been this way. Then, all of a sudden, the group is thinking the same way. Hey, there could have been a different outcome if he would have done something different. And it was all about the Lord. All about the Lord. They knew he could do something up to a certain point, but since it didn't happen up until that point, it's done. That is an interesting thought. They had all come to the conclusion that the Lord could do something, but only to a certain point, and now they've all gone, well, if he didn't do it, that's it. Now remember I said this. Questions have to be answered for your faith to work. And they had a bunch of questions. But they thought it's over. Their question was, man, if he was here earlier, this would not have been this way. Others had questions. What if he had been there? Could he have even stopped this because he's done other things? And that was as far as they went. And then that, that was it. That was it. I mean, they're standing right there with a man who's anointed of the Spirit, God, but not functioning as God, one who had authority, and their approach toward this is now hopeless. Jesus wept. He felt bad for them. But there is verse 38. Then Jesus, again groaning in himself, came to the tomb. It was a cave. So, you know, it was a, you know, like one of the ones we see, you know, at Easter where there's like a dugout thing where there's a stone that's rolled over it. And so it's like a cave and a stone lay in against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. What if Jesus ever asked you to do something? Maybe I should word it differently. Has the Lord ever asked you to do something? Somebody's like, yeah, well, if he does in the future, well, let's back up. If you're saved, he has dealt with you somewhere. Right? Maybe we need to back up and do a different series. All of God's children are dealt with. 
How do you know that? Well, that's what the Bible said. All of his kids are dealt with, or they're not his kid. So now we're all in the same boat together. Somebody said, I don't hear from God. Oh, yes, you do. We'll forgive you for lying. Because we're Christians, and we just do that. But just go try to do something, and you'll know, oh, I shouldn't do that. God dealt with you. Or he'll deal with you to do something. Now, if you ignore him long enough, you're going to need to clean some wax out of your ears. But you hear. Amen. You know, get clean the ears. Get, get the wax out when we were little. They'd say, you got so much dirt in there, you could grow potatoes. What'd you say? Nobody's ever heard that term before? Thank you. Who's from California? And you've never heard this, and you're from California, and the other one's, that's where I'm from. Not from Idaho. That's probably where it started, where all the potatoes are from. But anyway, then Jesus, again, groaning in himself, he, he, he said, you know, they took him to where he was laid in this cave, and he said, uh, take away the stone. Now, Martha here, Mary has already approached him and said, um, if you were here, things would have been different. Well, now he's here, and he's talking, and he's giving instructions. He said, uh, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench. We would say, he stinks. For he had been there for four days. In other words, remember, if he was here sooner, it wouldn't be this way. Then the others, man, if he... Notice it's always about him or circumstances. Like if you would have already done something, not what can you do now. Not what can you do now. Not nothing about me. It's all about you. And then, oh, it's just too bad. Look at this. He, he, he stinks. And how many people think that about situations? This stinks. It's been so long. This stinks. But think about it. Look what he said. Four days. Jesus never changed his stance. That's important. Whether it was from Mary going, man, if you were here earlier, there would have been an end to this. It wouldn't have gotten this bad. Then the, then the crowd, oh, couldn't he have done this? Now Martha is like just rubbing it in. And Jesus has not changed one bit. And it says here, verse 40, and this is super important. 
see, their mindset was getting to the place where this can't change, this won't work, this can't happen, it's too late, it's over. Verse 40 said, Jesus said to her, did I not say to you that if you would believe? Now, wait a minute. This is the first time he's turning the tables. See, they've been saying, if you were here, couldn't he? His body stinks. And now he flipped the table and didn't say it's about me. He, Because he's, he's, he's able. He said, what are you going to believe? What are you going to believe? He said, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see? If you would believe, you would see. Now, you don't see before you believe, but once you believe, then you see. And what is it you would see? The glory of God. The glory of God. Now, somebody said, you mean just see his presence? No, no. If you are familiar with the Bible, you maybe have read over there in Romans, and how did Jesus get raised from the dead? The Bible tells us two things. He was raised by the Spirit in one scripture, and in another one it says by the glory of God or by the power of God. Using those interchangeably, you could say when Jesus was raised from the dead, he was raised by the glory or by the Holy Spirit. He was raised up every fiber in his being. If God by his spirit can take this worst case scenario and touch every part of Lazarus' body, he can touch any part of any man's body. And if he touched and quickened all of Jesus' body, he can touch any part of your body or life. But the issue was their approach was so wrong. They had come to the end and they thought, man, if Jesus or something, you know, if he could have just been here, he would have done something about this and it wouldn't have gotten this far. Jesus said, it's not over yet. Um, isn't that what he said? It's not over yet. Somebody said, I don't see where it says it's not over yet. When he said, if you would believe, you would see, he was basically saying, it's not over yet. This isn't the final chapter. But what happened was things were progressing without change. And people were now going, what's your problem, Lord? If you had been here, if you had done something, if you, if you. And he said, wait, 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 just a minute. See, that's not the only time in the Bible this happened. In Mark 9, there was a guy who bought, brought his demon-possessed child to the disciples and uh, the disciples uh, tried and couldn't get that spirit out of the kid. And they had authority. 
And then there was a big crowd and a commotion, and Jesus came back, came walking up to him and saw the commotion. He said, what's going on? And this father just took control, Mr. Control. He had it all figured out. He knew what the problem was. He knows everything. And he said, Jesus, I brought my son to your disciples, and they could not cast him out. And then you know what this guy does? He just turns to Jesus and said, now, if you could do anything, just dumped it right on Jesus because that's how you do it. No, look what Jesus said. You can go look at that in Mark 9 later on. Jesus said, what do you mean if I can do anything? That's what it outreads. Go read it. He said, what do you mean if I can do anything? What do you mean? And then Jesus flipped the table on him and said, no, if you can believe. And then we get the scripture everybody loves. All things are possible. To who? To the person who will believe. But they didn't get results. And now they're thinking hope's gone. I'm here with you, Jesus. You do something. He said, no, no. If you will put your trust in the right place, you will see. Some people have been taught that... um, If it's God's will, he'll do it. And if it's not his will, he won't do it. But that's not how Jesus operated. And as a matter of fact, it doesn't matter how much hope you've lost. You hearing John? Notice what he said. Did I not say to you? Didn't I give you a promise? Didn't I tell you something? Don't you know the scripture? Don't you know what I promised? Did I not say to you, verse 40, that if you would, present tense, believe, then you would see the glory of God? What was he doing? He was saying, hope is not gone. Start believing. Start believing I'm able to fix the situation, start believing that I can do something about it now. Start believing. How many people, you know, this came up the other day at prayer. How many people were believing and have been believing something big from God or something about their life? They started trusting God. They started believing. This is what God wants for me. I believe it's mine. Uh, it's mine, it's mine, it's mine, it's mine. Started claiming it, declaring it, and didn't see it, and threw it aside. You know, I talked about a guy I know uh, who was in prison, had escaped from prison three times, finally uh, on his third escape from prison, and he had a big mile-long rap sheet. The Spirit of God spoke to him as he was running to Mexico and said, my spirit will not always strive with man this is a grown man. He's like 6'3", big guy, and he just wet his pants right there in the cab of his truck. And the Spirit of God spoke to him and said, my spirit will not always strive with man. If you keep running, there's a trap set by the devil, you'll be killed. And he just spoke and said, well, what should I do? He said, turn around, go back, 
give yourself up, waive extradition, and let them return you to your state where he escaped from. He did it. And when he stood before the judge, I didn't tell some of this the other day, when he stood before the judge, the judge said, you know, under this Habitual Offenders Act, there's three strikes, you know, you're going to have, you know, this, 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 you have to serve time, you know, the rest of your life, you're in jail. And the judge said, I don't know why I'm going to do this, but I'm going to not put your uh, terms, you know, end to end where you serve all those. I'm going to stack them up so you're going to be serving it all at one time. But that was still life without the possibility of parole. And he said, I don't know why I'm doing this, but I'm going to do it. And so he waived extradition and sent him to prison. In the first year, he got, and the Lord spoke to him and said this. He said, Give yourself up, and, and, and I'll get you out of this. And uh, so he gave himself up. The first year he got his letter from the parole board, it said, you will be paroled in the year of, and it was just zero, zero, zero. He said, and then it said none at the end. He said, I don't know about you, but if you've ever looked on a calendar, there is no year of none. And so he was trusting God, believing declaring thank you lord and he looked at the scriptures about being free and the second year there was nothing same thing on his parole thing and he was out behind the prison one day you know walking the yard and he just said god i did exactly what you said and i don't know if he expected god to speak back to him the way he did but he said i heard the lord say to me i did not get you into this but if you will trust me i will get you out kind of like lazarus well it's just it's too bad life without the possibility of parole he said he had to make his stand and trust god when thoughts were coming it's not working and he would say no i believe god it is working i have it after three years he got a note with an opportunity to be before the parole board. And in three and a half years, he was out. I knew a policeman one time who, who was a Christian who heard that, and they were upset. They, they were truly upset. I said, let me say something. If somebody could use their faith to really get themselves out of prison... Their faith will stand to live for God. They won't be a criminal when they get out. But what happened to him? He said his faith grew and grew, but it wasn't without fighting. I think some people think, well, if you just fight, you know, or pray and say, confess something one time, then if it doesn't happen, oh, well, no, it's working. I said, it's working. Your faith is growing. You don't give up. That's what Jesus taught here. As people started changing their mindset and started giving up and saying it's gone past a certain point, the point of no return. No, it wasn't past the point of no return. That's why Jesus said, wait a minute. If you will believe, you will see the glory of God. Are you going to believe? 
if you believe his word will be working for you right now. But what about in a week from now if you don't see something happen? You got to stay believing. Abraham is an example of our faith. God had given Abraham promises. God had spoken to Abraham about this huge thing. I'm going to make you the father of nations. He couldn't even have kids. So what happened in Genesis 16, he gave up on the promises. He did. He gave up trusting in God and started going, I've got to figure this thing out myself. And his wife, one of the crowd, said, you've got a servant here. Go lay with her. Have the child then you'll have the descendant. Somehow they thought that was a good idea. Went and did it. And now we have all the Middle East conflict that we do right now. Hallelujah. And God blessed that person. But he tried to do it on his own in his own strength. But thank God, Abraham, if he's an example of our faith, then we could say, man, if I gave up hope or tried to attempt to do it in my own strength, and just like it wasn't too far gone here, it wasn't too far gone with Abraham. You read in the very next chapter after they do this, God refreshes his covenant with them and said, it's still not going to be through that one. It's going to be this way. And Abraham is the one that we're to follow. And Abraham made a new commitment of following the Lord and trusting the Lord. And sure enough, a woman who couldn't have a child and a man who was almost 100 years old, 99, they had a kid supernaturally. You could say... She couldn't have kids. Now she's past the time of life to have kids. But they started believing. I guess the question is, is if you know something in your life, are you trying to attempt to make it happen? Or are you believing? Are you exercising your faith? Have you laid something down that you need to pick up and start believing again? And start going, no, this will work. This does work. Just because I see a delay, that's not a delay from God. Just because I haven't seen it yet doesn't mean it's not a fact that he doesn't want it for me. I need to trust. It's not just all on him. It's on what will I do? Will I believe that God is working, that it is mine because he said it's mine, and therefore, I'm going to trust right there and believing I will, you will, anybody will see the glory of God. Or you could say it like this, God's spirit manifest and change a thing. Amen. The Lord is good. And I would encourage you, if you're watching and maybe you've given something up, pick it back up. Yeah, but, but that was... Months, years ago. It's too far. No, it's not. Things will 
change if you will trust. I don't care who you are. It will change. It has to. That's what we just read. And we could go through stories of things that would be seemingly impossible. But when people just put their trust back in the Lord and started going, no, I've got this. I believe this. Before I see it, your faith is growing. It's laying hold. It will be seen. Amen? Has to. Who are we serving? Not the devil. He's a punk. We're serving God. He's able, but what did he say? He was able, he just said, you got to hook up. You got to believe. That means you believe before you see it. You can do that. You can. I can. Somebody said, me? Everyone can. I would encourage you to go back and listen to Friday prayer. We went into detail on this in a different way. Everyone can. And God will work. 